And that was The Cure with Love Song, one of my favourite songs ever, which I say after every single song that plays because <laughs> do I have, like, am I decisive? No, not at all. Anyway, God, take a shot. Take a shot, <laughs> take a shot every time Lucy says, says this. That's my favorite this song. This is my favorite song. Or this is one of my favorite songs. Every time she, every time I play a song, playlist, look, she's like, mm, "Chef's kiss," and I'm like, "Okay." I mean, I make, okay. I make some banger playlists. Y'all can't even, y'all can't even deny it. Anyway, hello, 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 hello. You are listening to Are You Two In Love or With Evo Burn and Lucy Holmes or Lucy Holmes and Evo Burn, depending which way you like us. I am very excited to be back. We I have taken a break. Well, not an intentional break. It's just mm. that, you know, exam season happened. And we were just like, well, we put our academic uh, careers first. I think so. Oh, so fine. we took a little break. Yeah. And we're back now. We're we back are back for the next while. And we have some bonus episodes planned as per. We have things based on current affairs. You know, we should dedicate a whole episode to a thumbs up emoji because of Stephen Donnelly. <laughs> yeah, no, we we put up a question sticker um on our Instagram. We were like, is there anything you want us to talk about? And someone was like, Stephen Donnelly, thumbs up. And I was like, so fair, so fair. Apparently he was amused by it. And I'm just like, I don't think you should be amused by what was the closest thing I've come to doing a protest this year. Like, oh, I, I just... just... I. This country never fails to amaze me in how inept our government can be. Like, we all, I think, Eamon Ryan falling asleep in the doll just set the tone for how good the government was going but to be. But am I making this up, or didn't he fall asleep in the doll for a second time? Yeah. Yeah, like, I I don't, like, you're the leader. You're the leader of a political party. I, oh, I don't, like... I could genuinely go off in a big fat political rant, as I have many a time, but I won't. I will spare you. Um, it is a new year. It is a new term of college, which is crazy because I can barely process the last one, um, or the one before that, for that matter. Um, and I want to start this uh, show with a little bit of a story time. <laughs> okay, so Lucy rang me in like her typical upbeat tone right before the show. Instead of like a pre-show green room, we now have like a FaceTime call. And she was really upbeat, really happy, and she was like, ah, I'm like, hello. And then she was like, quick story. And then she <laughs> told me this, and I've been processing it the past few Okay, like, so for um, any of my TFM friends, there is basically um, a speed finding event happening at the moment, which once this is over, you should go join, definitely. But anyway, um, anyone listening back, basically there is a speed friending event um, with TFM. And I get a text from one of the committee members being like, hey, just a heads up. And I was like, I was like, what's like, I kind of assumed my brain was like, oh, it must be something to do with radio. There must be mixer problems, you know, kind of the usual. And the messages that follow was this guy joined the discord looking for you. He doesn't go to Trinity. He didn't even know what Trinity College was. He was trying to slide into your DMs. And he, right, he joined the call. He joined the, joined the speed friending event, didn't turn on his camera, um, and was like, hey guys, I'm from Germany, so my German isn't really that, or my English isn't even that good. Um, and they were like, haha, that's chill. Like, they kind of assumed he was an exchange student or something. Um, and then they were just kind of chatting away and he was like, oh, do you know Lucy Holmes? And they were like, yeah, obviously, like she's a member of committee. Like, are you friends with her? And he was like, oh yeah, I've been trying to talk to her for ages. Like, I'm trying to slide into her DMs. Like, I've no idea who this man is. Like, no idea. Like, joined a Discord server because I posted it on my story. 
and went looking for me so I'd reply to his DMs. Like, girl, like, remember that email that we, that I got? Oh my god. It was, I'm not gonna talk about that, but it was along the lines of this. And it's just like, it is terrifying to be a woman on the internet because we are subjected to stuff like this. Like, when the, I am, Lucy, I'm terrified for you. <laughs> see, like, I, you were there. I see, you were in the I, that's, that's the thing. I was thinking about it, like, because the thing is, initially I had planned on joining this event and being like, yo, what's up? And then dipping to do this radio show. Um, but I was really tired after college. I had college work to do. So I was like, oh, I'll just join later. It's chill. It's fine. Um, I am so glad I wasn't there because what would I have done if, if I was there? Like, Imagine he came in and they, he was like, oh, do you know Lucy Holmes? And they were like, yeah, of course. And then added me to a room with him and was like, hey, I'm this guy who's been trying to DM you for ages. And like, I see, I'm really bad at checking my message requests for one. That is like a known fact about me. But the thing is as well, and this isn't like a, this isn't a flex. This is just me being lazy. I have like at least 60 plus message requests that I haven't looked at. And like, I'm going to go through this evening and delete all of them. But like I don't I had no idea who this man was. I like that's terrifying. I mean I'm not scared. I think it's a really funny story, but like also that is kind of terrifying. Like it's I It's terrifying because I think so many women can relate to it. Oh. And like it's even worse that when you reject a man like that and per- and they turn aggressive. You know, like ed- internet etiquette is so poor nowadays, isn't it? Like the thing is, like as far as I know, he could have been a lovely guy, he could have meant no harm. But it's still... He could have been the love of your life. He could have been the love of my life. And you know what? I didn't even give him a chance. <laughs> I mean, that's my loss at the end of the day. But, like, I just... I wonder what his star sign is. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Evo Burn asking the important questions. It's but, yeah, um, question. I... Like, um, my... One of the members of the committee sent me this message and I just didn't know how to react. I was like... I was like, oh... Like, I had absolutely no idea who this man was. And if if it was, like, a pal of mine from outside college that had joined, I'd be like, ah, you're an idiot. Like, that's not funny. But it's a literal stranger that I don't know. They were like, oh, I saw Lucy post this on her story, so I thought I'd join to talk to her. You know what? He probably is. I blocked him, but he probably is listening. So, hello. Hello. (laughs) Nice nice to meet you. Um, I am terrified of you. I hope you're proud. Anyway, so that's my story of the day. Oh god, I don't know if I have any like big stories of the day. Um, like my life has just been this constant limbo at the moment where I am doing things but I don't feel successful. You yep. know? Yep. I am I yep. actually big story. Um I I'm learning pole dancing at home. I suppose <laughs> that's like my tidbit. I mean like that may seem like an oxymoron because I don't own a pole. But I've been taking these tutorials from the Irish Pole Dancing Academy. And when I say the owner and instructor Arlene is the nicest woman I've ever talked to, oh my god, she is so lovely. And she was like, oh, do you want to do like any one-on-one tutorials just in case like you think certain things like are kind of out of your comfort zone? And I was like, no, I'm good for the minute. But when I say it's such a good workout, because you're having fun, it's a form of dancing. And like, what it's you just feel like like accomplished i guess at the end of each session because you notice how much more flexible you get like i've only been doing it for four days and i'm all and i have never been able to do the splits can't like 
really do much gymnastics. I kind of rely on strength when like I do, I do do exercise. And I'm getting very close to being able to do um, like the front splits and like an upward split as well. It's it's amazing. Like it, I sound like one of those fitness influencers who's like, have this plan and you'll be able to do this. But like I haven't gone to a gym in three years, mainly because of self-confidence levels. And I am ecstatic to get into the pole dancing academy when it opens in person again. I cannot wait to be swinging out of a pole and then eventually swinging out of like banisters and nightclubs trying to show off. <laughs> no, it was so funny. The other night Eva called me up or like she texted me. She was like, hey, I'm just pole dancing. I'll call you in a bit. And I was like, you're, you're what now? Um, and she called me up I'm and she was like, she was like, she was like, the sole reason I'm learning this is so when we're on nights out in college, I could just jump on a lamppost and surprise everyone. I could just defy gravity. And I was sitting there like, I'm so unfit. Like, I think that's something we're all struggling with. And we wanted to do kind of a talk about diet culture um, when it comes to lockdown especially i feel that diet culture is becoming more popular especially because of like mediums such as tiktok where it's like oh after lockdown you're going to have this great body if you do this workout and like and i see people promoting like calorie deficits and things like that and these people on tiktok they're not nutritionists for one and like i'm doing the pole dancing class because i'm aware that i'm not that healthy or fit currently like i didn't do any exercise until january um since march basically like i fully put my hands up and say like i haven't been living a healthy enough lifestyle and i just i like but i've been doing everything else normally and yet i feel so much better in myself and i think that's a conversation that we should we should probably have like as a whole other episode on like how to live a healthy lifestyle without like punishing yourself yeah no I, I i definitely agree because the one thing i've really noticed especially over like lockdown one lockdown two were pretty dodgy like i'd see a lot of like oh you have all this time on your hands you should have a six-pack you should be yeah. doing this you should be doing that but lockdown three i think is the the one i'm seeing pretty like it's the worst it's the worst by far because like all of the ads i'm getting on instagram is like you should buy this laxative tea. You should do a calorie deficit. Like all of my like TikTok, like all of the TikToks I see are like, and the thing is, I wish I could be like, I could be like, oh, it's because they're advertising to me or the TikTok for you page is clearly for me. But like, they'll come up as like ads and stuff of basically being like, you need to get rid of that quarantine weight. And I'm like, no, I don't. I am surviving a global pandemic. Leave me alone. Like I will say, I think exercise is very important. And as someone who's in, like suffered with insomnia for my entire life, like exercise can be a great way to like mitigate the effects of that it can help you sleep it can help your what's the name of it circadian rhythm i think it's called um and i think like there's wonderful benefits to like working out to fitness i think it's very important that you like do some form of exercise but at the same time like i don't need some random man who like probably hasn't even gone to college which i'm not shaming people who haven't gone to college but you're clearly not like a nutritionist um, yeah. like advertising me this like tea that is clearly just a laxative tea and will definitely make me very ill like it's just ah oh, like see the thing is I think like a lot of social media platforms are very toxic as is like we know that there's no secret there like and eating disorders are rampant on them they're unbelievably rampant because people are seeing pictures 
that are so like edited or photoshopped or people who have like fillers or surgery which i am not shaming at all it's more the fact that they're not like clear about these things and they're like no i'm doing this naturally because i'm using this like fitness tea or this flat tummy tea and i'm just tired of it i'm just tired and the thing is people know people know it's not healthy but you still end up falling into that trap because you do you you're like i want to be sexy too i want to look yeah. like that and i it's find myself a, at times being like, like oh my god isn't it like it's such a like you you look at yourself and you're like why don't i look like that naturally like i don't know what it is but like i've always been happy with how my face face looks um until like this year where i was like why don't i have strong cheekbones or my lips like i've started to feel more insecure because people use instagram filters all the time and they do make your nose look slimmer and your lips look bigger like that's what they do they change your face shape and i don't know what it is and me and lucy even talked about this we're like sometimes when you're making content or taking instagram pictures or making something as simple as a funny tiktok you feel like you need to look unreal naturally and a lot of these celebrities and influencers they go and they get work done and they don't publicize it and that's why we fall into this trap of feeling unhappy with how we look when every human is gorgeous in their own unique way and it's just like oh like even my nose i've been like oh like i hate the shape of it when it's completely like i like it but at the same time i fall into these mindsets where i'm like oh i hate it okay like, well First of all, I'm going to step in here and be like, that's bullshit. Eva O'Byrne is the most beautiful person I know. But like, I, I do agree. I say that my nose was horrible. That's bullshit. Like, <laughs> Eva, how dare you? No, um, but like, that's, that's the one thing I will agree on. Is that like social media is really weird. And I think a lot of body positivity movements are really weird because they'll go, don't feel insecure about X, Y, Z. And you're like, but I didn't feel insecure about those, should I? Am I supposed to be insecure? And I feel like you do go down this rabbit hole. I know for a fact when I was younger, like you'd see these body positivity, in body positivity Instagrams that would be like, don't be ashamed of your hip dips. And I was like, is that a thing I'm supposed to be ashamed of? Or don't be sh ashamed of your eyebrows or like something like really benign and really like silly and natural. And mm. my brain would go, oh God, I should be insecure about that because that's what it is, expect is expected of me. God, I can't speak today um but like it's so unhealthy and even like i think we will dedicate like a full episode to this because i could talk about it for days but like i am Ooh. really 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 against like the whole concept of body positivity i am so for body neutrality but the idea that i have to be seen as beautiful to be worth anything or to be seen as valuable it's like oh if you are xyz you are beautiful you are valid, but I shouldn't have to be beautiful to be valid. I'm just a person. I should be valid for that, you know? Anyway, I feel like that's like a whole other episode in itself. Yeah. That's like a whole kind like of worms. I statement relates to like everyone's existence as a whole. Like you don't need to be X to be this. Like you just have to be, I, th I think for some reason within, and that sounds like, it sounds like so faux deep, but like, you know, you don't have to be something to be a worthwhile human. Or, or just a person, or to warrant respect. Um, I'm going to write that in like a 2012 Tumblr post, and I would God. go fucking viral. You don't have to be like something to, to be a human. <laughs> you don't have to be something to be something. No, my, um, gen genuinely, like my favorite thing ever, like I have the stupidest sense of humor, the stupidest things make me laugh. 
But my sense of humour is fully like Tumblr posts from like 2014 that are like you put the you in beautiful and when you were like 12 you look at that and be like shit like that's that's deep shit like oh my god but like, sorry Mind I've gone off on such a tangent yeah no honestly um that no I just whenever I start thinking about body positivity it's like I hate how often particularly influencers betray uh, body positivity maybe we should talk about influencers as well within this episode oh jesus news happens but like body positivity is often like used and weaponized as other things are like the be kind movement and like cancel culture have all been weaponized and body positivity is often weaponized to make you like think that certain things are bad and certain things are good with any narrative but when really we should just accept everything like yeah i just i, I don't really like when influencers post a picture of them hunched over and they claim it's body positivity it's like yeah like you're purposely doing what you can to make your probably body that's going under plastic surgery look normal but that doesn't help the average person. Like, if you're gonna help, like, probably don't, you know. No. Okay. Okay. I have to jump in here. Speaking of influencers helping the normal person, I cannot deal. I'm sure everyone's kind of aware of the whole like meme that is influencers going to Dubai to like take Instagram pictures and like keep up morale during the pandemic. And the thing is, is that I heard interviews with like real influencers being like, no, like. I gotta like peep my content like makes people happy and I gotta keep it up and I was like you can't or like they aspire to me and I'm like yeah you can't seriously you can't same rhetoric the royal family used to use you know you can't seriously you can't seriously sit there and be like like the thing is I think people like working at the front lines like such a hard job but they're not gonna come home and look at some influencer swanning around in a bikini or like whatever in Dubai and go god you're so inspirational like i don't like oh sometimes i wish truly the the heroes on the front line of of inspiration the influencers in dubai well anyway fun fun fact as of today um there has been a massive spike in cases in dubai and they have closed down everything they closed down the pools they closed down the pubs so unfortunately i won't have any reason to live because there will be no influencers posting bikini pictures i'm heartbroken i'm so i'm so upset (laughs) anyway on that wonderful note i am going to cut in with a song um i don't know what i'm feeling today i've gone from being like the person who has a playlist every week who is like ready to go but you know what i think you know what i think i'm just gonna i'm gonna hit you with the cocteau twins today they've really been my vibe for the past month or so so this is me being indecisive heaven or las vegas by the cocteau twins enjoy um that song genuinely makes me feel magical that is like fully like a coming of age anthem it is super cool i do have to admit i feel like the cocktail twins in general though are very much like oh there's something so magical about their music that makes me really like nerd out in a really like really nice way anyway speaking speaking Mm -hmm. of nerding out 
Fun fact, today is the 12-year anniversary of Drag Race premiering for the first time. I have I have a story about Drag Race, believe it or not. Okay, what's is it someone stalked you because of Drag Race, etc, cetera, etc? Cetera? No, I wish. I, I, you actually already know this story. But basically, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting um, Trinity Scholarship exams last week, which... Is weird because it feels like it was 10 years ago, even though it was literally last week. She um, was living her normal people dreams. I was living my normal people dreams. You know what? Paul Mescal. influenced by Connell. Yeah, Paul Mescal, come and marry me. Why not? You might as well. Um, Even though you're not, not my type, you might as well. Um, anyway, so literally for the past month, two months, all I've been doing is studying for skulls and watching Drag Race. Like, that's it. That's mm-hmm. kind of been my life. Like... Drag Race is really like my comfort show, like that I go to to chill out, to watch, to unwind. So past two months, skull study, Drag Race. I open the very first paper of the skulls exams. I just sit four papers, right? Very first paper, and what is the first thing I see? A question on RuPaul fucking Charles. I like. I had like a proper moment. I had like. I freaked for a second because I was like, my lecturers are watching me. Like, the FBI agent behind my screen, like, is really paying close attention. Because, like, everyone else, and I felt so bad because everyone else I know outside of drama was, like, that was also sitting skulls, was very, like, stressed and was like, oh, my God, those exams were so hard. They were so tough. Um, And I was there, like, writing about RuPaul for two hours. So... You know, it was very, very stressless. Yeah, it was. I was, I was chill. I was doing what I do best. You know, sometimes it pays off doing a drama degree. I mean, in no other case will it ever pay off. But in this case, it paid off. In this case, you were just sitting pretty. But we were talking about Drag Race, um, in one of our many, many FaceTime calls, and it's just this season of Drag Race. I feel like it doesn't have the same magic that season 12 had and I don't think we will ever see the same magic of season 12 ever again in terms of niceness and quality and yeah like I just feel like this season and the, the fandom and people responding to it on social media seem to be really toxic and yeah it's just it, there's a lot of things being called into question like the way that we view particularly queens of colour and how they're kind of labelled as like aggressive or like too loud and like the narrative around Candy Muse is very much like you know are are people do people not like her because she's a queen of colour or like a Latino queen or do people not like her because she's a bit arrogant you know I don't I don't really like Candy Muse because I'm not a fan of her drag I don't think it's really I think she's funny but I don't think she she does high art drag and my favorite queens have been like Naomi Smalls, Manila Luzon, um, queens who achieve, you know, really high fashion drag and are kind of like more quirky than Candy is. So I don't know, like I feel bad almost for not liking her because I want to like her. But uh, yeah. You know, so for context, um, for anyone that doesn't watch Drag Race, which is probably the majority of people listening, um, so season 12 was by far one of the best seasons of Drag Race ever. It was the last season of Drag Race. And basically it just had like hit after hit after hit. Like 
every single one of the drag queens in it was like next level talented and i mean yeah. like next like, level um like and Jan, one of the queens was almost like she's in talks to do stuff on like broadway she's like classically trained um Gigi good like is going is has been involved in vogue she was in a dua lipa music video crystal method is like doing so many promoted things jada essence hall who won is jaw-droppingly gorgeous oh my god stunning humble kind funny there was not a queen on that season who wasn't like untalented in any aspect because we've seen a lot of queens that come on to drag race and they're filler queens they're not that funny they don't really have that good like drag skills or makeup skills or not that good at lip syncing and yeah that's the it's that also like it doesn't like everyone on season 13 is really good and really high standard it's just that they don't all of them seem so pitted against each other and they're so aggressive yeah there's definitely there's definitely aggressive vibes in drag race this year and that's the one thing i will say like when i watch tv shows in general i tend to enjoy like tv shows that are really chilled out like i do love a good competition show like great british bake-off any day of the week but the thing about mm. great british bake-off that works so well is that even though they're competing against each other everyone wants everyone else to do the best they possibly can you know you see it you see people helping each other you see people like coming together and like helping people like build their cake at the very end and stuff like that whereas like drag race is very much like they very much play up those like stereotypes we get with drag queens that is that they're bitchy and that they're catty and they like to fight among each other and the thing that was wonderful about season 12 is that there wasn't really much of that it was much more chilled out there wasn't really that bitchiness sure there was tension it's a competition it always happens but there wasn't that kind of like people weren't at each other's throats whereas this year it's like everyone wants to kill everyone and i'm like Guys, yeah. guys, and chill. even the friend groups that have formed, do you know who they're remi- the the friend groups that have formed are reminiscent of? Who? Relaska talks. Bad news. They, Bad like, news. Like, aren't they? Because there's there's three queens in season thirteen. Tina Burner, who dated Graham Norton, and it's a fact that I can't yeah, get over. That's so crazy. Uh, Got Mick, who is transgender, and they're such a talented makeup artist they put little nas x in drag for i Halloween did not know that Nash. amazing i know it's so good um is also the makeup artist for like a range of very famous people he's, and candy Mew, he's heidi's heidi klum's makeup artist yeah, actually heidi klum's makeup artist. um and also candy muse who is relate who was part of the same drag family as um aja from uh season eight and all stars three um and they had a falling out and that was like the first kind of taste that we got that candy muse might be a bit of like a i don't know a drama queen yeah they really focused (laughs) on her story for that episode and it just felt really weird so those three have kind of like formed a little almost elite clique reminiscent of detox alaska and um roxy i nearly forgot roxy andrew's name and roxy andrews from season five and what was bad about their friend group was it was super toxic and they made fun of Jinx Monsoon who went on to win season five. And I, I love Jinx with all of my heart, but like there was just this tone of almost bullying throughout the whole season. And I'm terrified that that's going to happen within this season. 
Yeah, definitely. And it, actually, it's so funny because me and Eva, like before this episode, we're like, yeah, we're going to do a catch up episode. We're going to talk about everything we did. But literally, all we've done is watch Drag Race. Like, that's it. That's it. No, that's like, because, like, that is purely, I, I've rewatched All Stars, uh, both seasons available on Netflix, uh, twice. <laughs> we have done nothing else like literally all i've done for the past like two months is study and watch drag race and the thing is is that like i can hold some really interesting conversations about um michelle foucault's idea of power and power systems or fucking bentham's panopticon but does that matter no because i could talk about drag race instead that's much more important exactly. no drag race is like a, a like such an iconic show in the sense that it gives lgbtq people and allies a safe space to go and just escape the world and pretend that like we're all we're accepted everywhere and we get to learn about especially when they talked about george floyd in the recent episode of drag race it meant a lot to see the queens discuss it so openly because they discussed race a lot on drag race but never so explicitly and it was just really nice to see like this sense of like unity and support. And even on Drag Race UK, there's been a lot of talking about being non-binary and gender identity. So it, it's just really helpful, I think, to a lot of people who may be scared to discuss those subjects with the people in their life because they don't feel it's a safe space. Um, and it's a safe space to learn and perhaps connect with fellow members within the Drag Race fandom because you kind of relate to these topics and you don't really have the the place in your life to, to speak about them yet because I am a big believer in gay people especially and when I say gay people I mean everyone in the community um we start our lives at like age 19 or 20 because we start <laughs> to find no we do we do because we start to find our, our family our family is fellow members of the community and we feel fully accepted for the first time when we become young adults do you get that yeah no I know I fully relate to that like I think the thing is is that like sexuality is one of those things that we like especially in ireland we love to think like we are this like really forward-thinking country and that yeah we voted in gay marriage aren't we wonderful but like there's still a lot of steps to go there's still a lot of like blatant homophobia transphobia and the thing is we're very good at like kind of shoving that all under the rug like it's a real irish thing to do we saw it with the mother and baby homes we saw it with every like abuse of the catholic church we love to go that was in the past we are perfect now but like we see so many examples where this just isn't true like there's still a lot of work we have to do and i think the thing is and this is not trivialized at all i think the thing is like things like drag race bring like the lgbtq plus community like mm. into view in a way that it's like celebrating them and like in my theater in my contemporary performance analysis um, <laughs> lectures, that's a mouthful. We talk a lot about like representation in theatre and in film and in like just media in general. And the thing is, is that a lot of queer people, like, and I feel like Eva, you'll relate to this too. A lot of queer people will look at um, TV and see themselves represented, but then as soon as they're like, "Yeah, I relate to that," they die. Like, there's literally, oh it's literally been coined the kill the gays trope. Because, like, I'm going to use the example of Supernatural, and I'm sorry to spoil it for anyone, like, I haven't even watched it. But, uh, um, Supernatural, like, the whole thing about Supernatural, for years and years and years and years, they've always been, like, shipping, as in, like, wanting the two main characters to be together. Very final episode, they both come out as gay. Like, 
and mate there in love with each other and then instantly die and go to hell. Like, it's such a, like, it's a continuous trope that, like, gay people, people of the LGBTQ plus community have to suffer in media. Like, we see it in Moonlight. We see it in everything. And I know it is often true to a lot of our stories where we go, okay, yeah, fine. But, like, at the same time, like, can we not just have, um a relationship between two women or a relationship between two men and it's just it's just a by the by like it's literally not even about the story it just happens to be a thing no one dies no one gets murdered their sexuality doesn't cause their death like it's just like it's so miserable like statistically um lgbtq plus characters are bound to die a lot quicker and a lot more often than their straight counterparts which is because they have to warrant sympathy almost to be human um, in media, and it, it it is it's it's so tragic that they that they do have to warrant this like I don't like it's like uh, yeah like you do realize and even in things as recent and contemporary as um it's a sin which just came out and it's a really good series about um the development of the AIDS crisis particularly in Britain and how it affects different people um it is insane because all uh well like a lot of people in the series die and it's like well would the series have had that the same impact um if they didn't you know like if they just suffered with the with the disease would they have warranted the same amount of sympathy and how does society as a whole treat uh, people who have hiv or are suffering from like long-term complications it's all these questions that like as lgbt like as lgbt members you know we do we do think about it a lot because it's like well how do people think about us you know who who aren't in the community you know etc etc and as well like actually as well another thing because i've been studying a lot of like i've been doing a lot of like representation representation in media i've been studying a lot of that for my exams obviously and another one i've spent a great deal of time like studying is women and the representation of women as well and it's this it goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the body positive mm-hmm. body positivity movement where people have to be seen as beautiful to warrant like basic human respect and we see it consistently we see it consistently that like like that's why the body positivity movement like rubs me up the wrong way because i don't i don't care if you find me attractive that's none of my fucking business i don't want to know but that doesn't mean you get to treat me any less, like, any less of a human. Mm. You know? Like, oh, I, it makes me so angry and I can't quite vocalise it properly. Because I've, I spent, like, the past, like, what, two months reading every single one of Judith Butler's books. Which I would mm. highly recommend if you haven't already. Um, But it is, it is quite... It's just... I think there's still a lot of steps we need to take. Mm. Because we are very good at going, but look at all of these wonderful things we did. And I'm like, mm. it's great that we did those, but that's the bare minimum. We have to keep going and we have to keep building in that direction. Because otherwise, like, you know, like, hate crimes are still happening. Like, hate crimes aren't even a thing in Ireland. You know, we don't have proper, like, they're passing hate crime legislation now, if I'm not mistaken. But it shouldn't mm. have taken that long. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's like yeah it's great that these things are happening now and finally but they should not have taken that long and it does like it just oh it really it, it does irk me quite a bit 
but so we'll end this little section on on a positive note before we go on to talk to uh talk about anything else so if you could choose a drag name what would you choose because i've been thinking about this for a while oh, and i think i've settled on, on I've, I've settled on joanna smack joanna smack joe uh, joanna smack excellent oh my See? god you have to say it in, in the dublin way joanna like, smack um, oh you're putting me in the spot now that's so not fair i have not given this any thought sherlock holmes <laughs> we'll we'll leave that one at the drawing board um i've like i've thought of so many like Countess marky bitch is also <laughs> one of just one i think about a lot just what I spend my time thinking about, as one should, as one should. For my um, budding drag career, honestly. For my I upcoming mean, drag career. I mean, never say never. never I think never. now is a very, very good time to come in with a song. No, I've, really? Ooh, hmm, what am I going to choose? Normally I'm so decisive, I'm like, this is the song I'm choosing. But today, you know what? I'm going to go with The Hole of the Moon by The Water Boys. Dedicating this one to my dad because it's his favourite song. For once, I'm not saying it's my favourite song, but this is The Hole <laughs> of the Moon by The Water Boys, so enjoy. about that song actually that song and i only found that out recently um was written about prince really yeah so oh, the, the water boys were like basically the entire message of the song is that like they're like yeah we're kind of successful but prince he's fucking killing it he saw the whole of the moon we're only getting the crescent of the moon um but it's a beautiful song also while the song was playing we got uh, a comment from our uh, dearest pal Andy Crummy, um, who mm -hmm. is once again showing off uh, by saying the Waters boy boy's bassist lives really near him, and he has toured his cool home. So, um, Andy, I don't know how to say this like eloquently, but you've ruined my night. I'm so jealous. <laughs> also, Andy uh, suggested a really good drag name, which is Alaska Thunderfolk. Um, so Andy, if you go into drag, I think excellent name, go for it. I don't think it's taken. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely not taken at all. Um, yeah, gosh, I've had so much fun with this episode. I feel so like at one with the world now. Like <laughs> I've, gotten, I've gotten all my recent thoughts out of my out of my small brain. This is like know? therapy, but live on air. Yeah, that's it. Then we should change the <laughs> we should change the name of the show to therapy. Um, therapy, but live on air. But, um, yeah, damn. I don't know, like, like, the thing is, I feel like, I feel like I've missed being on air so much for the fact that, like, 
it just makes me feel so grounded because it was such like a consistent thing throughout lockdown yeah. one lockdown two and now lockdown three that like it just it was, feels really it good was part of our routine it was yeah. part of our like we would we would be able to fixate our weeks around this and now that we were back we have this like sense almost sense of normality again but we keep referring to this as normal when we didn't record that many episodes <laughs> in the trinity studio because corona happened yeah no fun we fact recorded this, like seven yeah this show has existed longer in quarantine than it has out of quarantine which is kind of sad but hey it's kept us sane so i can't really complain and fun fact we actually hit our one year anniversary last month mm-hmm. which is very exciting um, it's terrifying it's because terrifying it's, it's longer it it's longer than any relationship i've been in, in my entire life so i think that's a win yes honestly i mean like it, we've grown so much and we grew exponentially over lockdown in terms of like both listenership and um the instagram as well we went viral a few times and we went viral over very important things, thankfully, where we were sharing important information, be it the student nurses or um, like the mother and baby homes, you know, things that were essential for people to know. And I'm so glad that we were able to facilitate spreading, you know, even though we were belittled and threatened. And that again, this is what's like being women on the internet. We were told we were wrong. We were told that we were idiots. We told that we would never have any form of career in like say journalism or writing. And and both of us are doing quite well. (laughs) I like the thing is is that like I got some like messages between Are You Team Love or but I also got some messages on my personal account. And like my favorite thing is is that I whenever I write something or whenever I do something, I'm very careful to cite my facts. Same with Eva, like we're both very careful to do our research properly. And the amount of times we've had people in our DMs being like, bullshit. And I'm like, interesting, show me your sources. And they're like, you're wrong. And I'm like, that's that's not how it works, sweetie. That's just not how it works. Like, you know, the thing is, is that those kind of things don't really bother me anymore where it just kind of rolls off my skin. Cause I'm like, you know what? I've done my research. If you have a problem with that, that's fine. That's fine. Like, I'm very open to people telling me that's wrong, that's incorrect, and, like, having, like, genuine stuff to back back it up. I'm not precious about those things. I'm not defensive. I'm like, cool, okay, I'll amend that. Thank you for letting me know. But when people are like, you're wrong and you're going to die, I'm like, I feel like... I mean, yes, I am going to die. That's, like, the one fact of life. But, like, I feel like that these these two things don't correlate. Just just a little bit. They really... I, I have no idea what it is with... See, I see a lot of particularly Irish influencers being like oh we should all be a bit nicer to each other and yeah there's a point of being nice and then there's a point of like you know you have to people have to be held accountable and nothing we were saying warranted being held accountable in a way that should facilitate people to give us death threats or like saying that we weren't going to have careers or stalking us or like I was harassed so much at the start of this year because I disagreed with some right-wing people about something and it's like yeah you're never gonna win someone over to your side by belittling them and like that's something I kind of pride myself on I if I belittle someone it's a joke it's a joke um but I would never like threaten violence or or insinuate that they were never going to be successful at something because it just it's not productive and you know you can say be kind all you want and you know that's like all my thoughts about it but like, <laughs> no like no my thoughts are funny like 
you're wrong and you're gonna die be kind heart emoji like the thing is is that these things like it's so funny that if i if i zoom out and think about them like they're actually really serious things like getting death threats and stuff my brain is like this is so funny like this will make a gas story like, i should really take these things more seriously but hey ho we're still alive i mean they haven't killed us yet and i'd love to see them try yeah, I mean, like honestly, we should just do a charity boxing match where people try people who hate us try to beat us up. I feel like we'd raise a lot of money. Okay, charity boxing match between me and Eva. Except Eva Lucy, definitely. I don't want to. I don't want to say you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, no, Eva will definitely beat the shit out of me because I'm so incredibly unfit. Like, what am I gonna do? Like, do a Shakespeare monologue? Like, who's that gonna help? Like, Eva's like, like beating I, me up. I and Lucy would like I Lucy I could probably just like blow a gust of wind near you and you would just no fly. Eva's, <laughs> Eva's like Eva's like beating the shit out of me and I'm like tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow comes at this petty pace <laughs> like what like, like that's how I spend my time so you know there's not that many perks of being an actor except embarrassing yourself which is one of my main hobbies <laughs> oh god yeah on on that absolutely wonderful note we are just at time now which is so nice like this is the i'm gonna say this is by far the nicest slot we've ever had usually we have slots like earlier in the day for anyone listening live we usually have slots at like four or like five and we just fit it in between lectures and stuff so the fact that i'm just like chilling out i'm done with the radio show i get to chill for the night i get to watch more rupaul's drag race um is really really nice and i am on such a good buzz after this i really miss being on radio i've missed talking shit live on air so yeah same honestly and it's it's been so nice to have such a consistent audience first of all thank you for everyone who's listened for the whole hour you're you're absolute angels and yeah i've just had a great time and i can't wait to deliver more episodes over the next while and just become more active in general you know and just like be a real person again because like (laughs) over christmas literally like i was just not a person i was like i don't know i studied but like i was not a functioning human like even i'm moving back up to dublin tomorrow officially i probably will be up in dublin probably for the rest of the um academic year so it's it's just weird it feels like even though life is not normal life college has given me a sense of normality which has been really nice and so is this Mm -hmm. so i'm very happy to be back yeah same (sighs) wholesome vibes only (laughs) except for the death threats but anyway except Um, no we'll live (laughs) anyway we have been are you two in love or i have been lucy holmes eva has been the wonderful beautiful amazing evo burn thank you to everyone listening in live and thank you to everyone who's listening back to the podcast um we really appreciate it yes and don't forget to listen back and everything hopefully this podcast will be up um tomorrow so keep an eye out on all of our socials don't forget to follow our instagram because we always deliver up-to-date news etc infographics everything that we can share that we think is helpful yeah and thank you guys so much for listening bye